Welcome to the Arts Armory podcast. Today's topic, finding useful references. This week's episode's going to be a little more geared towards fine artists like myself. The first thing you need when you sit down to create is, well, something to create. Finding a reference from which to create your drawing, painting, sculpture, etc. is pretty important to sitting down and creating something. So, where do we find these references? Well, the best place to find them is in real life. However, especially now with the pandemic keeping us all inside, real life really isn't that feasible. This leaves us with print sources and the internet. We're lucky to have those resources available to us. They weren't always available to artists. But it is important to know where these sources come from, what they are, and what they're made of. Firstly, the most important aspects of a reference to consider are lighting, contrast, and composition. If you have good lighting, which generally creates good contrast, and the composition of the reference photo is good, then you're pretty much set. When you're choosing a reference photo, ask yourself these questions. First, does this reference reflect what I want to create? Do all of the figures make the poses that I want them to? Is everything in the right place as far as composition? Second, does the reference have enough lighting and can you see the whole image? Lighting and contrast, as I said, go hand in hand. If you don't have good enough lighting, you're probably not going to have really great contrast. That leads to number three. Is there too much lighting and therefore not enough contrast? Is it easy enough to make out the contours of figures? Conversely, is it too dark, therefore making it still too difficult to see the contours of the figures? You wanna make sure that you are going off of a reference that is easy to pick apart for yourself, especially if you're making changes to the reference. Next, what is in the picture? How do the figures and objects relate to each other in the space? Do these things tell the story that I want it to? These are all really important pieces to consider when you sit down to create. Sometimes when you're creating, you actually need more than one reference to make sure you've got everything correct. The internet is a really wonderful resource for finding reference pictures to go off of to create from. However, this blessing can also be a curse in a lot of ways. The best place to go for reference photos for pretty much anything would be royalty-free stock photography. Royalty-free is, as the name suggests, free. Generally, these pictures come without watermarks muddying up the photo, which can be a little difficult to navigate when you're trying to draw from it as a reference. When you go looking for reference photos on the internet, you want to also make sure that the reference photo is actually a photo and not something that was badly spliced together on Photoshop by someone who doesn't really know what they're doing. Sometimes for the less trained eye, those pictures can be a little difficult to spot. You can generally tell by the lighting, the lighting source, and the overall color of the picture. Say the background is blue and your person is sort of on the yellow side, it's probably pieced together. The rule of thumb too is if it doesn't look right, it doesn't look right and definitely move on from it. Try your best to avoid such imagery, doctored imagery like that. This can be a little difficult for someone like me whose work really does rely heavily on subjects that are not and kind of can't be photographed, i.e. mythical creatures and beings. This is where references from extant art and books and other print media come in very handy. As I've said in earlier episodes of this podcast, I keep a library and I keep a constantly growing library, much to the chagrin of my wallet and my bank account. It's a lot harder to curate 
and publish a book than it is to simply post something to the internet. In general, you can trust the imagery and information in, say, a textbook more than you can trust something you find online. Yes, books take up space, especially when you live in a small apartment the way I do. Space is invaluable, but so is having the right reference material. When I come to a piece, I don't just find one reference photo. Often I will do quite a bit of research to make sure I am depicting exactly what I want to, getting the depiction as accurate as I can as far as representation of the subject, as far as clothing, figures, poses, everything, I try my best. Don't be afraid to take inspiration and reference from different sources too. If everyone just copied pictures off the internet, it would get pretty boring pretty quick. If you're taking pictures from books, I highly suggest copying them onto your computer in some way, whether you have a scanner, whether you just take a picture on your phone and edit it to the contrast and to the size that you need. You don't want to be taking reference from a tiny, tiny little photo from a textbook. Similarly, if you find a reference on the internet, make sure your photo is cropped down to the reference you're looking at. You want to be able to transfer your reference to your canvas or your paper as accurately as possible. So you want to be looking at as large an image as possible, but still have your proportions and have your composition where you need it to be. As a final point, I wanted to discuss the importance of references and using references when you create. References are not cheating. In fact, they are far from cheating. Your real eyes are better than your mind's eye. Drawing from your imagination will never be as good as drawing from something you can actually see in front of you. As I said earlier, getting a live model in front of you would be way better, much more accurate than going off of a photo. With a photo, you're sort of going off someone else's work, right? Or not sort of, you actually are going off of someone else's work. You haven't been able to station the model exactly the way you want. You haven't been able to put the model in the environment that you would want. So you're kind of already taking from this picture, taking it out of its original medium and putting it into a new one, either drawing, painting, sculpture, whatever it is you're doing. It's a lot easier to do that though when you're actually looking at the object or the figure than if you're just imagining it. Your mind cannot possibly remember every tiny detail, every crease in their skin or their clothes, the way the fabric folds on their shirt or on their pants or any anything to that nature. You kind of make that up. The way the light hits their skin or their clothes to create the illusion of those folds and those creases in their skin. You're doing enough of the imaginative work and the creative work by taking this real thing and putting it and representing it on paper or in stone or on canvas. The better your reference or references, the better your research and the more ammunition with which you come to a piece, the better the piece will turn out because the more informed that piece is. So in summation, always use a reference. Use a good one. Use the best one or ones that you can find and make some really great art with it. I hope this advice has helped. If you have any questions, definitely leave them in the comments below. If you'd like some more insight into where I look for references for my work, some book recommendations or anything of the sort, definitely make sure to subscribe to my Patreon. The link is in the description below. Also in the description is the link to my shop where you can find prints of my work as well as my Instagram link where you can find more content 
including time-lapse videos and finished pieces as they come out, as well as progress photos, all kinds of goodies. Join us again for the next episode of the Arts Armory podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe to get the latest info. Thank you so much and join us again next time.